Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. So after the Born Identity was released in 2002 and did a very did very well in the box office, of course they wanted a sequel. Um, well, this time around it was a little bit different because uh, instead of bringing back the previous director, that being Doug Liman, uh, they decided to go for a different director, Paul Greengrass. And the reason why was because Doug Lyman, he wasn't really getting along too well with the studio. Um, I know that apparently there was some clashing when they were filming the first one where Doug Lyman, went, Doug Lyman wanted to do some more things that the studio wasn't really wanting him to do. So after the studio and the producers saw uh, a movie called Bloody, Bloody Sunday from Paul Greengrass, they decided that they kind of liked the style that he had, that being the, sim- the camera being um, kind of like an active participant in the story. And they kind of wanted to bring that into the Bourne universe. So they got Paul Greengrass on board um, to do this project. And of course, Tony, Tony Gilroy is returning for the screenplay, but this time around, we did lose W. Blake Heron, who was also helping out with the screenplay with the previous movie. Now, originally there were no plans to do a sequel to The Bourne Identity, even though, um, of course, once the numbers came in, they decided to go ahead with it. Uh, Matt Damon even came out and said that there was a very little chance that we would do a second film, just because nobody on the team who made the first wants to do another movie if it can't be as good or better than the first. So the plot for Supremacy wasn't really based on the on the book that of the same title. Now, in previous in the previous movie, this was sort of the case. Uh, the basic ideas from Born Identity were used for the for the film adaptation, but for all intents and purposes, the film adaptation uh, was its own kind of being. Um, so it's kind of the same thing here, uh, except the plot for Supremacy wasn't based on the book of the same title, rather continuing the story from the first one where the CIA targets Jason Bourne. So the plot for Supremacy is a little bit different this time around because the last movie they took basic ideas from the story, Bourne Identity took kind of basic ideas for its film adaptation, but didn't usually, didn't really take the whole story or all ideas, all ideas from the book, they kind of made it its own thing. The Bourne Supremacy kind of nixed the book um, entirely this time around and instead just went for uh, continuing the story from the Bourne Identity. And this time they were going to set the CIA going after tar- Jason Bourne instead of the other way around. Two weeks before the film's premiere, Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon came up with a new ending. Uh, they convinced the producers to give him $200,000 to reshoot it. Uh, and the ending is what you see now. The ultimate ending is on the disc, but uh, they decided really late to redo it because Paul Greengrass really wasn't too big of a fan of the original ending. Um, it's kind of funny too, because Damon was pulled from Ocean's 12 to do all of this. So what did the critics and audiences think? Well, surprisingly, about the same as The Born Identity. Uh, IMDb at a 7.7, which is 0.2 points lower than The Born Identity. Um, but the meta score is up a little bit with the 73. Rotten Tomatoes at an 82% critic score and a 90% audience score. 
Cinema score at A minus, same thing as last week, and Letterbox with a 3.6. So all the way around, these scores are really positive. They're around the 70s to 80s range. I think the biggest one looks like Rotten Tomatoes' audience score. So technically, on a uh, at least on a rating basis, this looks to be um, received very, very positive. Well, with the budget of 75 to 85 million, uh, opening weekend, it got 52.5 million, so it did pretty well in the box office. Um, ended up domestically getting 176.1 million, foreign markets were 134.9 million, with a worldwide total of 290.6 to $311 million in total. So really, really well in the box office, uh, more than doubled its budget, obviously. Now with its box office placement um, being released in 2004, uh, it came out at number one. It came out, It went out up against uh, a robot, which is in its second week, uh, which is spot number two. Spot number three had Catwoman, which had also come out that week. Uh, spot number four was Spider-Man 2, which had already been in for four weeks. And spot number five was the Cinderella story. I'd also been in for two weeks. Week number two, however, it dropped down to number two, um, going up against uh, two new releases, that being The Village at number one and The Manchurian Candidate at number two. Um, and then, of course, number four, where I robot, uh, it's third week. And number five, I started in two, and it's fifth week. And the third week, it dropped down to number three uh, with the release of the uh, with the release of Collateral coming out at number one. Uh, the Village dropping down to number two for its second week. Number four was the Venturian Candidate opening up in its second week. And number five, surprisingly, was a new movie called The Black Box. So overall, The Born Supremacy was very well received in a lot of ways. And even in its box office placement, it stayed in the relatively high numbers for a good chunk of those first few weeks. So in reality, The Born Supremacy was uh, was received very, very well when it came out back in 2004. So anyways, that'll do it for this story of The Born Supremacy and some of the background info. Uh, tune in on Monday to hear the full podcast of Corbin and I talking about more of our opinions on the Born Supremacy. So I'll see you then. Hey listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Google, or Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So don't forget to share with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual 
and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.